Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan-based Genesis Grain and Fertilizer has given the go-ahead for a $24 million fertilizer distribution center west of Regina at Belle Plaine. Bob Friesen with Genesis Grain and Fertilizer says the project is financed by 600 farmer members and construction should be complete by the end of this year. And we're very excited about it. We just have to do some finishing touches on uh, on the financing, but uh, we now have enough capital to move ahead. And you know something, we've, we've been talking about uh, fertilizer manufacturing and fertilizer distribution, farmer-owned on uh, both of them, for quite some time. And it really is time that we see some bricks and mortar. And so we're we're really looking forward to uh, seeing something right on the ground, and we'd like to thank the farmers that have engaged because uh, we believe that this is definitely going to stand them in good stead, and we're looking forward to starting this farmer-owned fertilizer distribution company. I understand it's $24 million. How big is it, and how many farmers are involved? There's about just over 600 farmers uh, in, involved now initially. Of course, uh, uh, we do have a business plan that calls for seven super centers across Western Canada, and so we will continue and are continuing to raise uh, additional capital because we'd like to build in Alberta and Manitoba as soon as we can uh, as well. And so that uh, that continues. There's opportunity for farmers to uh, continue to participate today. So that's great news. They can continue to participate. And I do know that there are farmers that were waiting to see some bricks and mortar. And so uh, and so that's it's good news for that as well. We uh, we hope to really maintain and increase the momentum here. The fertilizer super center is uh, is going to hold uh, around 52,000 tons of storage for fertilizer, and we hope to flip it three times uh, a year. So that's around 150,000 uh, tons of fertilizer. These are state of the art facilities. Our team really uh, and our project manager really did their due diligence. In, uh, in looking at other uh, super centers across Canada and in the U.S., looking at the equipment. So this is state-of-the-art equipment. Uh, it's going to be high input and high, high throughput equipment. Uh, we're going to have a rail car unload and load so that, in fact, we can not only just bring the fertilizer in with rail cars, but we can also load rail cars and distribute it to longer distances uh, before all the before the other super centers have been constructed. So this is really good news. And, in fact, we also involved some farmer investors in looking at super centers. And so, uh, and so yes, we've done the due diligence on this together with farmers, and we're really excited to move forward. When will it be finished? We hope that it will be in operation by December of 2017. So uh, as soon as the weather, weather permits, uh, we want to get started. Uh, again, uh, we do have some finishing touches on, on the financing, but we don't anticipate any, uh, any problems there. And we've picked uh, the, cons- the contractor, which is uh, Stuvi Construction. Uh, although it is an American company, they do have a Canadian office. They will be using, uh, basically using Canadian, uh, Canadian labor and Canadian subcontractors. So that's good news as well. But they are a very competent company and they've, they've done this before. We've had the opportunity again to look at different super centers and pick the best components of each and kind of create our, uh, our optimum uh, facility. So, uh, so I believe farmers are going to be uh, are going to be thrilled with uh, with what they uh, they will own. The distribution center is part of Project N. That's a two billion dollar fertilizer plant being built near Bell Plain. What stage is the Project N at? 
Yeah, this uh, this first Genesis Supercenter will be built on the site of uh, of where we want to put the main plant project. And of course, we've we've been going at it for some time, and it's it's a it's a larger, more complicated project than Genesis Grain and Fertilizer. And so we started it uh, well before we uh, we started Genesis. But at this point in time, uh, even though Project N continues to move forward, uh, we knew that we needed to focus on distribution because Genesis Grain and Fertilizer will be in a position to uh, import fertilizer or buy it from local uh, local companies and capture the uh, the distribution and uh, retail margin for farmer owners. That's what we plan to do with the Genesis Supercenters even before Project N is manufacturing. So farmers will be able to already capture the, the retail and distribution margin margins, the, the farmer investors, I should say. But then once Project N is manufacturing, of course, we will have that distribution uh, company uh, fully operational. Project N, as I said, is is moving forward. We're actively engaged in uh, in talking to a strategic partner and uh, we've done uh, we've done the environmental work. As I said, it's a complicated, very large project, but uh, we continue to move it forward uh, forward as well. Now, interestingly enough, when we started with Project N, you will you may recall, Jim, that manufacturing margins, the cost, the the difference between the cash cost of manufacturing a ton of urea and the retail price was uh, anywhere between seven and eight hundred dollars a ton. That has softened uh, in the meantime. Uh, of course, it it went down. It crept up again. But clearly, this is a really good time for us to be looking at building fertilizer manufacturing because we know that prices will will go up again and we want to be ready for when when those margins are huge again uh, for farmer owners to to capture them. And although although there's margins to be captured at the moment as well. When does construction expected to start on project N? That's a good question, Jim. I, I can't. Uh, I really can't project the uh, the start date for Project N. Although I I can I can suggest that we uh, we certainly hope to start raising capital for Project N uh, for Project N this year, and uh, and get really engaged uh, there together with farmers as well. Genesis is a farmer-owned company led by the group Farmers of North America. It's based in Saskatoon. The federal government has filled the two vacant commissioner positions at the Canadian Grain Commission. Doug Chorney will become assistant chief commissioner, while Lonnie McKegg will serve as a commissioner. Both men will start their new jobs on February 13th. Chorney is a grain and vegetable grower from East Selkirk, Manitoba. He served as president of the Keystone Agricultural Producers of Manitoba from 2011 to 2015. McKegg farms near Ogama, about an hour south of Regina. McKaig was a founding director of one of Saskatchewan's first rail short lines. Chorney and McKaig will join Patty Miller, who becomes the CGC's new chief commissioner later this month as well. I believe her work starts on the 19th of February. Miller is wrapping up her tenure right now as president of the Canola Council of Canada. Saskatchewan stock growers have passed a resolution calling on Ottawa to pull back from a proposed carbon tax. President Shane Yonke says delegates at the recent semi-annual meeting in Regina passed a resolution opposing the carbon tax. It was passed. There was no opposition to that uh, resolution at all. We're all aware that carbon tax does get imposed into Saskatchewan. It's going to be detrimental to uh, our operations. Just that added extra cost. We're seeing the ramifications from that from our sister province out in Alberta. When you run on slim margins, anything like this could really hurt us in the pocketbook. Now, another resolution was passed talking about trying to provide farmers with some support because they are stewards of the land and they're putting carbon back in the soil. Tell me about that. 
Well, at the end of the day, there are those two uh, resolutions passed. We are the stewards of the land, and we're going to continue to fight along with our great Premier uh, Brad Wall opposing this. But if all of a sudden we lose that battle, we'd like to have it in place that we are rewarded. Saskatchewan is, you can see all the numbers out there, we are a net sequestrator of carbon, and we'd like to be rewarded for that if it comes to that. Tell me about another resolution that you have passed. It raises some concern about internet service in rural Saskatchewan. How bad is the service? It's bad. You start getting out into the hills in the rural settings. It's We rely on dairy providers and the weather influences it. We're not at the same speeds. Uh, when you're dealing with everything now, everything is based over the internet. And when you don't have good service and good coverage, you're coming behind. It's kind of impeding the way we can do commerce. So you see the internet is an important business function for farmers. Oh, exactly. I know for our ranch, there's several things from age verifying your calves to ordering CCIA tags. You need to do it on the internet, and then when you can't do that, it uh, it hinders your operation if you don't have good service. Shane Yonke is the president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. His ranch is near Gouldtown in the southwest part of Saskatchewan. Heavy snow in Manitoba during December has put parts of Manitoba at risk for major spring flooding. The first runoff outlook from the Manitoba government indicates the Red, Surus, Pembina, and Lower Assiniboine rivers could experience flooding, especially if there is a late spring blizzard or heavy rain during snowmelt. The Upper Assiniboine in western Manitoba is at risk for moderate to major spring flooding, while conditions are rated as moderate in the Interlake region. Infrastructure Minister Blaine Peterson of Manitoba says it is still too early to compare this year to the floods of 2011 and 2014. The market updates on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola fell $1.40 at $462.92. Oats dropped $8.38 at $161.24. Number one red spring wheat rose $5.56 at $221.29 per metric ton. The rest were all unchanged. Durham, $288.71. Feed barley, $136.14 per metric ton. Flax, $489.55. Yellow peas, $304. And feed wheat, $147.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March wheat is up one-half cent at $5.51 and three-quarter cents a bushel. The Livestock Report on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes, brought to you by the Assiniboine and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Now the latest quotations. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of January 31st. Slaughter cattle have been holding steady from the previous week. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.87 cents to $0.97. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.70 cents to $0.85. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1 to $1.20. The feeder market was pretty hot last week. 300 to 400 pound steers averaged $2.19 and sold up to $2.41. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged $2.31 and sold up to $2.41. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.21 and sold up to $2.41. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.13 and sold up to $2.26. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.04 and sold up to $2.15. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $1.94 and sold up to $2.09. 
650 to 700 pound steers averaged $1.86 and sold up to $1.99. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.75 and sold up to $1.86. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.69 and sold up to $1.73. And good steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.56 and sold up to $1.69. Heifers are about 25 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,500 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 156 to 158 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,000 heads, selling in a range of 157 to 159 per CKG. Number one sows delivered to Winnipeg this week will sell in a range of 53 to $71 per CKG live weight. Cash hogs today are called steady, while lean hogs are trading mostly higher and the Canadian dollar is up 50 basis points, trading at 0.7681 cents U.S. Cash hogs yesterday were up 45 cents per hundred weight, while the cutout was up 57 cents per hundred weight. Packer margins are currently estimated at $36 per head black. Port production during the fourth quarter of 2016 was record large, up 2.9% compared to 2015. And yet last week's monthly cold storage report showed a reduction in frozen bellies in the fourth quarter, which generally the opposite happens. This shows how strong demand has been and would have a strong positive effect on cash prices if the market wasn't so volatile with the uncertainty of the new Trump-run government. Jim Smalley's Agri-Weather on The Source, 620 CKRM. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, periods of light snow, wind northwest 30 kilometers per hour. The temperature will fall to minus 10 this afternoon, then clearing skies tonight. Wind becoming northwest 20 near midnight, the low minus 20, so we're back to some pretty cooler weather. The wind chill will be minus 28, so it will be cold weather. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness early in the morning, a 60% chance of flurries tomorrow, Wind northwest 20, then increasing to 40, gusting to 60 near noon. The high minus 14, but with that strong wind, the wind chill will be quite chilly. It will be minus 29 degrees. Wednesday night, clear skies, the low minus 22. Thursday, sunny, the high minus 11, the low minus 17. Friday, sunny with a high of minus 10, the low minus 16. Saturday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high minus 11, the low minus 21. Sunday, sunny skies with a high of minus 16, the low minus 21. Monday, a mix of sun and cloud with a 30% chance of flurries, the high minus 14. So it's pretty much going to go from really above normal to about normal. The normal high for this time of year is minus 9 degrees. The normal low is minus 21. So we're getting back to more seasonal weather. The sun rose this morning at 8.35. The sun sets at 5.49 p.m. tonight. And around the province this hour, we have Estevan at minus 5 degrees. Saskatoon is minus 12. Swift Current is minus 9. Weyburn is minus 7. Yorkton, minus 12 degrees. In Regina, with light snow, it's minus 10. That's 14 degrees Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north at 30, gusting to 41, giving us a wind chill right now of minus 20. The humidity is 80%. The barometer is rising. It's at 101.9. Moose Jaw has light snow this hour, minus 9. Winds are from the north at 17, gusting to 30. Once again, Regina, light snow, minus 10 degrees. That's 14 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.